time for a change. Strap your headphones on and join Chris, Scott, and Sean. Three active-duty police officers in the Chicago suburbs. As they face the tough subjects, including police brutality, racial tension, rioting, and more. Weekly, you'll get tips and tricks on how to keep you and your family safe, what to do during traffic stops, how to handle domestic violence, and more. This This is is a show about about opening a dialogue, accepting that something has to be done, and bringing communities together together again. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Cops Talk. This is Sean, one of your hosts. Uh, Hello, Sean. Hey, Scott. Uh, Scott (laughs) is here with us. Big Sergeant Scott's joining us uh, from the bunker again. His his clandestine. Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer. He's like Mark (laughs) Levin down there. Clandestine (laughs) location. Anyway. Um, yeah, you know it's what just my it's just my basement. It's the only quiet place to operate in your house. It right looks now, nice. So. It does. If our viewers someday can see it's this, unfinished, it is. Unfinished. We have no viewers, by the way, because this is a podcast at this point. But someday they'll see. They'll know this will be in the archives uh, at the yeah, the podcasting museum and <laughs> it's connected in New York is where it all started. Anyway, I don't, I'm, I'm making that up. Um, but, you know, I've been paying a lot of attention to lately. People are going to Google that now. Do you know there's a podcast museum in Schenectady? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? How really? do you spell? Sch- First, I have to Google how to spell Schenectady. Yeah, right. And it's, then I want to Google podcast. Say that five times fast. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't have much choice here, but you know what I've been paying a lot of attention to is that uh, that Jack Sparrow trial, that guy. <laughs> hey, that, that thing with the aqua girl. There's some there's yeah, some like, strange stuff. There's some really yeah, strange stuff going on. And like, I can't I can't I, listen. He looks good for I tried, a pirate. I mean, he looks he good does. for a pirate. He, he should. He should do the whole trial as Jack Sparrow. Well, I mean, I, I thought he was just Jack Sparrow. He cleaned up because like, you know, how you got to go to court. You got to look good. I like thought Jack Sparrow has to go to court. Like they, yeah. Because pirates, you know, there's a, some, definitely some negative connotation of being a pirate. It's fun, I imagine. You know, we've really made it fun, like a Jimmy Buffett and all that kind of shit. But the bottom line is pirates are bad dudes. But like he's like 400 years old. He looks great. I mean, like I want to know if I haven't been to Disney World in a while, but I want to know if the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is now going to be also reflective of this trial. Uh, there's an like, audio it, animatronics, believe it or not, of, of <laughs> the Aqua Girl pooing in his bed. <laughs> I don't know how Disney pulls this stuff up. This yeah. is that's that predatory Disney stuff that's going on right now. They're getting really angry right. with Disney about like you know, you know, which uh, Imagineer movie, gets that assignment. Right, like gets that assignment. Yeah, like yeah. How does like this get, doesn't look authentic enough? Right, and I and I and I keep thinking to myself. Why is this? Why is this one so important? Is it because we like Jack Sparrow? Is like is that? I don't. I don't get it. Like, why is this? Why are we paying attention to this trial so much? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, she's getting more famous from like. Look, I, whether you like the comic book movies or not, the Aquaman movie was like, God, this is this is pretty freaking stupid. I mean, like, I have not. Se- I have not seen that, so I can't. Well, now add you gotta go to see it. Like. Well, I don't going to have I, a totally you know, different like now it's going to be a totally different like you know, looking like at when, it totally different. When like you were a kid and you had a fish tank in your school, like and you there and you watch the fishes poo. Now I, I'm watching for that in the movie <laughs> now. Like right. when you say like somebody told me that this that this came like, up. That's in the all trial. that's like, all it's going to be about now. Like, yeah, right. It's like uh, an underwater Cleveland steamer. Like we had to like, why do I have to know this? What? Like, why is there's my, another what? thing to Google? Yeah, but, right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I'm like, why every time like I like in my feed, there's something about that. I'm like, I don't care about this. If my phone's listening to me, it's not listening very well. Like, who cares? Well, Kate like, has watched the entire trial. It, well, all right, then, I mean, she has watched like the entire trial, so she can give me any kind of updates kate kate is like is obviously scott's daughter she's a great kid and she's she very humorous commentary on this i probably no would and i honestly think that maybe down the road we should do that because she would be she would really put a teenage perspective on this thing but, but she has been she has watched like this entire thing has she told you what it's about is it like some I'm of getting, it but i you know what like i the real I deal to hear is like, like she's beating him up and is that like is that what it's about and it's all being exposed. Like, why? Why is this trial there? We got so many other things yeah, I, going on right now. I'm, I'm, I'm. Sometimes I'm short attention span, and I, I start to hear a little bit about it, and I just go, "All right, I, you know what? I have Moving to go do something one. else." Yeah, right. yeah. I think Seinfeld's on. I got to go watch right, Seinfeld right. reruns. It's, 
it's just, you know, I mean, I, you hope justice is served for whoever needs it, I guess. But it's a civil trial. Right. There's no, it's not criminal, obviously, or something. But like, like there's constant news feeds and people becoming famous as lawyers and stuff from this. It's like, what? This is like a family court issue. What is it? I don't even know. Right. Like, it's like, why? There's been a lot have- of funny memes that have come out of it. I know that I've right. seen right. a handful of funny things like that. So that's, I can speak to that part. Yeah, if but you can't find comedy and, and two celebrities that are filthy rich hating on each other and it's getting just like super weird. I guess it's a I microchasm did, into that. But anyway, I did see a little snippet yesterday that she was saying it was actually the, the like the crapping in the bed part that it was the dog. She oh, said it was the dog. Yeah. And the dog has had problems since. And, and I like I, I just I, I listened to that two minutes of it i'm like okay i'm, I'm back out again i tried right. to tried to be in i'm back out so wait i was misinformed by the internet it wasn't <laughs> aqua girl it was the dog yeah yeah That's how did they talk how did she, the said, she said it was the dog because it was like a pirate ship in her right didn't like, he like didn't mermaid mermaids I, lead pirates to their death like they lured them into the ocean it was all thing I think so like a siren song of the sea kind of a thing i, I thought this was all interconnected because of that and i was like i just thought that they looked really good for being like from 400 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Good looking and, 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 and they appreciate the modern American judicial system, the civil uh, side of the house. You, you can gain some real money out of that. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I, like the, I feel like there's bigger things going on in the world that people should probably be paying attention to. Definitely. Right. You know, right. some big things happening outside of this country, in this country. Um, the stock market has been really up and down for those people who pay attention to that or who are, you know, using that to prepare for their retirement at some point. I did hear I did hear a read or something the other day about how this this was shaping up to be one of the worst possible years to retire if people were planning to retire really? this year. Like well luckily I got under the wire last year. Oh, actually, yeah. I'm not really oh, retired yeah. though either. I'm just retired from one job to work in another. Like we're probably gonna be part of that generation though when you just hear they're telling you this. Like we're literally gonna be working into their nineties. Like you're just gonna have to. Like I mean, how? How are you gonna do this? Yeah. And now they're talking about student loan forgiveness for this too. Like this is something that's. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't heard that. that. You know that that can't. I think I don't know if that was in the Jack Sparrow trial or not, but that's. I'm. I heard it somewhere. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, part of that trial really interrupted my Jack Sparrow trial feed, the nonstop feed on that. Like it's like the student loan forgiveness thing. It's just like where do you learn the value of something of college if you're? They're just gonna say. Look, I know we told you that a woman's studies degree was going to be generating your mint, but now that you can't get a real job with that, right? I'm not yeah. knocking women's studies, folks. I, I think no. it's important that we study women. I look honestly, if you were to study women, you would need uh, seriously. That should. Be I mean, I think you have probably like you probably have like a no, a, no a, I, an associate's I, degree. I, yeah, no, I I was a high school dropout in women's studies. <laughs> uh, that's how far I got. Like. I think the best I could do is maybe get a GED in women's studies. But I mean, like when you talk about the complexities of women, that would be a PhD level course. You're insulting me by saying I can get a bachelor's in that. Come on. Like if you're talking about men, there's like three. It's like it's like, I don't know. It's like an online class that you can like test out. Like it's like becoming like an online reverend or something. You know what I mean? It's so easy to understand men. Women are very complex beasts. And anyway, I got way. But how? But right. But how are you? Right. How? What are you? What are you telling people? What are you you getting work doing that, that? That take out. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what yeah, you're doing with that kind of degree or you're, a te- like- you're maybe you're teaching it or whatever. But right. to your right. point about the just the responsibility of the loans, I mean, hey, I don't disagree that I have a I have a son in college. It's expensive. I mean, right. it, it doesn't matter where you go. And even if you are able to get some scholarships or, you know, whatever, it's expensive. Right. right. And if you're if you're teaching the kids people adults the value of getting that education mm-hmm. but then you're just saying well yeah you know what you don't have to pay it back right don't worry about it okay, don't worry well, about well somebody somebody's still on the hook for that it doesn't money, just right, right. it just, and, just doesn't disappear into thin air i mean there's still an effect of that from that cost i mean wh- right, where, where where does that where, free does that student go? loan go right. away to right, right. Right. Well, you know, back to the economy stuff, like, again, I mean, look, I, I didn't mean to purposely pick on women's studies with all that, but I, I was always one of those things. I was like, look, that that's a very complex topic to study. Like, is it open to men? Like, I mean, again, to kind of end on that, it's like, is it open to men if I took it? 
I was like, would I like get like, what would happen? Is there labs that I would find out that everything I do would disappoint a woman? Like, I mean, is that what it is? I mean, <laughs> is that, a, is it a valuable lesson for me? Like as a man, like, um, anyway, but like, if you think about like the idea of like where we're at economically, people are running up, like student loan forgiveness has not been like a thing yet. They talk about it and people are yeah. getting all freaked out about it. Like the Roe v. Wade that, uh, that's about to be supposedly overturned. We don't know what's going on yet. And we talked about this in previous shows about how weird it is, but it's just like you come out and you're like, I got this degree that I really can't do much with. Cause I went to a school that, you know, didn't make that much of a difference. I mean, it didn't set me that far apart and things like that. And I'm not saying that's every college. There's a lot of colleges out there that you can go to. I feel the college that I went to did that for you. And again, that's a shameless plug for my school, but it's like you go out in this world and you, you got to start making money. And what our government did for the last few years was like, we'll give you a check because of what happened with COVID. And I was reading an article about it. It's cool that you can tell people, here's a check of money that we really don't have anyway from money that we just minted and printed to make you feel better about mm-hmm. what's going on here. But when nothing's being like, when you shut down production, nothing's being produced. So there's nothing to buy. So what am I doing with this check? There's, I can't go get, like you were saying before the show, baby formula, if I need that, because he gave me a check. I have $1,500 check. That's cool. But then they get you back on tax time anyway, because we're just figuring that out now, like the, the, the tax credit that you got for your children or whatever for it through COVID. It's like, well, then you got to pay it back again later anyway. So you didn't really get any money yeah. as far and as And that actually know. hurt people because I don't think right. they, maybe some people realize that right. it's income just like everything else. So right. you're, 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 hey, here's a check. Hey, this check's going to come to you in the mail every right. month for however right. long it was. Right. Oh, by the way, just remember, this is going to, you know, this could potentially change what you pay in taxes or what you get back in taxes or what tax bracket you're in. Right. And, and I don't think that they, they don't make that clear to enough to people that uh, this isn't just free money. Right. You're going to get hit with taxes on this. And yeah, especially yeah, yeah. maybe younger people who are getting that money that, you know, haven't been in the workforce as long or, or haven't paid taxes for many years, maybe realize that. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, geez, now I spent all that money on whatever, but, I didn't account for the fact that I'm actually going to owe taxes on some of this money right. that the government was giving. Right, right. It's, it's, and, and, and the thing that's wild about it is you think to yourself, like, look, you know, as cops, we talk about like ignorance under the law. Like you, you, we say to people, well, ignorance under, you, you can't claim ignorance of the law to do that. But like when they're giving you a check for, you know, $1,500, they should explain to you, oh, by the way, here's how this is going to come back. So if you're making this decision, don't sell only the pros, sell some of the cons that are going to come with it. Because like we, we've done a terrible job of telling people about, Hey, here's what can happen to you with the court process. Here's what happens to you when you get arrested. Here's what this law means. Cause people are oh, assault and battery. They just throw terms out about it. Is he the perp? I love when people tell me that I'm talking I'm like, is that your perp? I'm like, what? Yeah. what? I, I never use that term in my life. I mean, now I'm sure some police officers in the United States have, but I look at it and I think to myself, like, where, when are we being informed properly of what's going on with this? Like, do your part, wear a mask, stay home, be safe. Oh, yeah, you're not going to work. You're not producing whatever it is we, what little we actually produce in this country. Oh, yeah, by the way, the ports are closed because everything's been closed. The ports are closed in China, too. Everything's backing up. Here's a $1,500 check to go out and buy and stimulate yeah. the economy, but there's nothing to buy. Or whatever it is you want to buy, like a used car, is now almost the price of a real car. And I think what that's doing is, is like people are getting like, matter and matter and matter about it and i think that's impacting a lot of like what you do like well yeah and and how about also then not only educating and informing people about the taxes on it maybe throw something in that envelope that says hey by the way do you know that if you put a hundred dollars a month into a 401k this is how much money you could have like why don't you do something to actually kind of help people not just throw money at them you know maybe maybe put something along with it to enlighten people about maybe yes, spend this money. And I'm not saying that a lot of obviously probably people need the majority of that money that they were getting just to cover the basic stuff. But we, it, it seems irresponsible to just throw all that money at that people and not remind them of like, Hey, you got to pay taxes on it. Hey, you know, it's considered income. Hey, here's things that you can use it for. I mean, I, just all of that. I'm sorry. What were you just saying? I was, I'm sorry. I was just watching TikTok and it was all these videos of girls <laughs> Tell me they have a pretty face and a thin waist and a big butt, and then they spin around really fast. So can you just? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, what sorry. Let me, let me let me go over that again. 
were you talking about what we, we anyway um it was like pop tops you were talking about is that what it was uh things that we are useless useless investments well i mean i guess and it kind of ties into some of the other things we you know are unfortunate things we're experiencing right now like the idea like we talked about this on previous shows again about the impact of COVID, people don't want to admit that now we're starting to see some of the darker sides of that. Like things are not available to us. The economy's not going well. The price of uh, home buying, which is like used to be what made America great, was the American dream of I can own a home. We did that that show with Kyle Altenberg, and he talked about what's going on with property right now. And like ordinary people can't get into homes anymore because interest rates are going through the roof. It costs so much money because there's so little supply of uh, building supplies, like uh, to build a house, like a builder will tell you, look, I'm not the bad guy. Everybody keeps thinking I'm the bad guy. But when I go to buy this product to build you a home, it's X amount of dollars higher than it was when we were building these houses three or four years ago. Plus, no, nobody's got any disposable income anymore because gas is $4.50 because production shut down. When these warnings were sent out, you were you were constantly cajoled by certain people that you're wrong. You you got to buy in the plan. You're the problem. You're the problem for not thinking. Why are we going this extreme? Look, wearing a mask, getting the COVID vaccination. That's all good. I, I get it. Um, whether you believed in it or not, if that's what you felt you needed to do. But this was all supposed to get us back to normal as quickly as possible. And what we're finding out now is that not that didn't necessarily happen. So people are getting angry, and they were also isolated a lot. We talked mm-hmm. about on previous shows of people are not out checking on these folks. There's a system. Mental health is something we've talked about again on the show. Oh yeah. Like the problems that is created peripherally to the rest of society. Like how do we deal with people that need this help? And we can't check on them. We like both of these incidents that happened recently, the, the awful incident in Buffalo uh, with the supermarket shooting. And I'm not going to say the person's name because we don't believe on that in the show. And then the individual that went to the subway in New York city and shot right. people up and created an act of terrorism. These folks were clearly mentally ill individuals that were broadcasting what they were doing to a system that one was already overburdened to begin with. And, you know, how do we data mine these guys when so many nuts are out on the internet to begin with? And I'm sure there's better ways. And somebody would tell me I'm being naive about security and intelligence gathering and the intrusive state looking at you for everything you say, you know, because there's the flip side of that saying, well, they had no problem finding all these people that supposedly stormed the Capitol and, you know, just damaged property and, you know, all these other things like it's back and forth. And like, who do you believe in what it is? But like the idea of this is that Again, another aspect we talked about, we, you know, we were joking about things that are important. Now, you know, don't pay attention to this over here. Pay attention to Aquaman, Aquagirl and, 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 and Jack Sparrow. Don't pay attention to what's really going on in the world and that we see as cops, the mental health program, the mental health system in this country was already overburdened. And now the people that didn't have guns, which everybody wanted, were not allowed to go out and interact with these people because of the fear of COVID. Well, okay. Well, and, 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 and law enforcement and the criminal justice system and the court system have all fallen victim to the same things of all that stuff being put on hold. I mean, right. everything, every, everything is backlogged. Up. I right. mean, we, we, you know, I, I just went to court yesterday from a case back from, you know, 2019 things are just, things are just backlogged. Right. And, and the, and the, the process, whole process lengthy to begin with. And, and, and right. now you're adding even more time to that process and fewer people were getting their degrees. Fewer people were getting out there and getting reps. Like you see it with medical response, like, like EMTs burn out, man. They see a lot of crazy stuff. They're going from call to call to call that people are coming back out and getting in the world. Now take that, like your medical response time is now added 20 minutes. I'm just throwing out a number and it's not a real number. Depending upon where you're at, you can't find enough trained medics to come get the work. Police agencies, even here in South Carolina, are offering bonuses to come work for them. They're mm-hmm. raising like the rate that they would pay, which is like, yeah. you know, I'm all about paying cops more for it, but you're paying them out of desperation as opposed to the real need. It's not paying for, hey, we're just trying to get bodies. We're not, it's not improving the training. It's not improving the resources. Right. right. And the it's same thing literally just to get people. Right. And just and to then, get people to come and take the test and apply for the job. And, and apply. And every agency, almost every agency in America is suffering to get people. And it's, anyway, look, if you're trying to get in and you're good, it's a great time to get in. Don't get me wrong. But the bottom line is, is it, 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 we're not really addressing some of the issues that we talked about with all of this. And you see that first thing, like people can say, how do these things like the thing, like the thing in Buffalo is just, it's just disgusting. It's how do I put it any other way? I'm just because it's fucking no, disgusting. It's not, yeah. I mean, like it's, the guy yeah, live streamed the shit. 
You live stream. I mean, what I can't even believe, you know, people even being in that mindset. I mean, it's it's just unimaginable. Right. And, and 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 immediately people start blaming the police. Well, if it was a black man, they would have shot him dead. Like you don't understand anything of what you're talking about. You're just making an already bad situation worse by just saying the guy that did that in Buffalo is spared because we just somehow sympathize with that individual. I want to tell you right now to a man as most cops, and I'm not saying we're called bloody killers, but in a circumstance like that, if we were to witness that anybody, any color, any race, gender, whatever that does our work, if I had an opportunity to neutralize that threat, I'd lay my head on a pillow that night and be like, I'm fine. They talked to the Lakewood, uh, the Lakewood officer, Lakewood, Colorado, I believe it was where Mm -hmm. I was reading an article about her, where they interviewed her about what's going on. She first spoke publicly and she said, I did my job. I did what was right. right. She had to justify like that to tell people. And that's what right. the story was about. And we're like, oh, well, I mean, I'm glad she's so brave. That's what we're supposed to do when right. somebody's that out of control. I mean, you some of the video, as it was described to me, was it was indiscriminate shooting early on in Buffalo. And then he purposely like live streamed it. And you'd see him flag like supposedly some white man that was laying on the ground screaming for his life. He's right. like, oh, sorry, bro. And then he moved and went on. And we're like, that's despicable. That's hatred on a level that just right. is to, to evil, evil human beings. And people are like, well, it's all about racism. It's like, well, obviously what he did was racist and what he did. But not all of us are racist. It's not a racism problem. It's a problem with hatred. It's a problem with like heart problem. As you know, Rachel said on the last show, we have a problem of our hearts are just empty. And the more yeah. we get isolated, the more we're alone, the more we're just fed crap like Jack Sparrow and Aqua Girl. We never get to the real issues in our society. People need to know these things and, and wake up to it. It's just so frustrating. And well, so and just and and and, and I, I refuse to watch the video. I, I was no, reading, I didn't you know, just I, I, I was reading, you know, some of the um, just accounts of what people were saying from in there. And it's just it's 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 so bad. And, and people, uh, it was a guy, I think it was the guy and his wife that were like just in the aisle shopping and they decided, I don't they either they split up or said, or, you know, Hey, he was in this aisle and that was, she was in this aisle. They didn't know where, where each other were. And just on a human level, I mean, to, to have to experience that. Right. Is, Leave the is, thing you love is, the most. Yeah. I, right, I mean, right, it's just, right. it, it makes right. you sick. Right. And, and, and it goes back to a lot of things that were already, I'm going to be honest with you. We talked about, like I said, exasperated, like people like want answers as to why these things keep happening. And you look at them and you say, do you really have the patience and time for this? Like I said, look at your Facebook feed and look what people are posting and look what's being fed to us on a day-to-day basis. We as Americans got to grow up, man. We just got to grow up. We like, mm-hmm. it's pathetic what we let this country become. I was joking with somebody the other day. I said, man, when these kids finally figure out what we did, you know, we better buy them everything as it is. Well, you know, our helicopter parents, because we're afraid that when they finally wake up and realize that, well, all the trinkets and crap we got to them and all the accomplishments they got that meant absolutely nothing. Don't bring back the fact that you can't live and feel safe. You can't like feel like your entire, uh, you know, uh, school process was interrupted, prom and all those things. They're going to be like, I mean, I don't know. You you might be angry. And a lot of people that are weak minded and get angry and don't have the help and resources that they need do desperate things. And yeah. then we idolize them. Like, well, maybe we're doing it too much on this show, but like, we don't say their names. I don't want to say their name. No, right. Say no more. He's an 18 year old kid that had that much hate in his life. And you think to yourself, where did this, where did this come from? Where did all of this stem from? It's no different than the man that hated that was 44 and black in the subway. It's not a white black thing. It's a, why do we like, where, where are the holes where right. we all got to start figuring this out? Like, and what, and what, what really happens, there's the, there's the terrible incident itself and mm-hmm. all the people who lose their lives or are injured, or there's all of that bad part, but then, and you know, if it's racially motivated, that doesn't make it any, that doesn't make it any better. It doesn't, it, it makes it just equally as bad. But the problem is that the after effects affects everybody. Like right. everybody gets put on edge. You know, everybody right. in the subway, this guy, the guy in New York, he hated everybody. And he right. went down to the subway to unleash this hatred on everybody. And right. he might not have been as motivated toward one particular group, but but we all suffer the after effects of that because now everybody's paranoid. It doesn't matter who you are. Right. Everybody's paranoid to get on that subway that needs to get on that subway to right. go to work, to pay the bills and the outrageous, you know, prices that we're paying for everything. It's like, how do you 
how do you stay strong and how do you work through that going? If I'm the person that rides the subway all the time, that is my only mode of transportation to get to work. Right. Because, and I have to go, holy shit. You know, I'm glad I was, I'm I'm glad I was there. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't there. And yeah, it's so nice to be riding the subway again. And I don't have to have a mask on and people are starting to get normal and then bang. Right. You know, and and if I look at somebody, if I look at somebody on the subway and I'm, you know, a male or a woman or whatever, and I look at them and I think something, I've been conditioned to tell me that I'm doing that out of my privilege and I'm doing that out of my open racism and things like that. And it's really, really confusing as a police officer. It's like, we've been living ahead of this curve before anybody else. We've been accused Mm -hmm. of being racist before anybody else and discriminatory on so many levels. And it's just like you as a cop, you just start to go and all right, well, they're going to say it about me no matter what I, my job is to stop the scary things to stop the really scary things. And when you make people one, you can't go out and police Two, you can't really address it. And if you do the first thing you do, like, I don't even, I just, when I'm training with cops now, I just say, Hey, look, you need to be prepared for this. They're going to call you a racist right to your face. If you can't mm-hmm. hack that right out of the box, you might as well give it up now. Cause that is the go-to line. That's yeah. the go-to line. It's more than right. you want a donut. You want the, like all those things that we had. Right. All the cop years. jokes. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, right. All that kind you're going to roll me. You're going to take this. You're going to do that. The first thing out of anybody's mouth, I've been told I was racist on a stop by a white person and I'm white. It's like, it's the go-to. And it's like, it's as an American, that's the last thing you want to hear because you really don't want to be considered racist. You're realist racist. We would, we would, we would do that at the Academy here too. You know that, I mean, you and I did some training together back there. Right. Or back then. And and same thing. We, though in those training scenarios, you're throwing all these different things at these new uh, recruits. Right. You know, and, and that's one of the things because, you're giving them realistic training. Like right. you're saying things about them. You're calling out their, you know, maybe some of their physical characteristics of somebody, right. you know, you're calling them, Oh, come on, you know, fat cop, this or that or something. And then that one, the the race one's going to get thrown at you too, because, Hey, you, you gotta see, you gotta, you need to experience how you're going to react to that. Not, be not, be, not because you're a racist, because you're going to hear that a lot. So you're going to hear to, things to, that you don't want to hear like right. that, that, that you've never thought you were, you never engaged and never practiced. And you're immediately going to be called that. And it, and it defangs real racism, like this freaking jag off from Buffalo. Right. That went into the most horrific things there or Dylan roof. Those are truly racist individuals that we could probably do a better job of addressing what they broadcast in data mining and everything else. And it's like, you know, look, I, I, there's no easy answer to all of this, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of power vested in the fact is that by keeping us divided and keeping us scared, they stay strong. And it, it's just, it's so, it, it's exhausting. I mean, it's just every week, it's a new thing. You're like, oh my God, like, what is like, what, I, I, you know, how is it going to end? Is it going to end? Like, you know, as a police officer, you just got to stay the course. You got to keep plugging. You got to keep trying to get people to do this work, to come in behind us, to realize what they're facing. And, and the thing is, is like, it's like everything else as our profession diversifies, it's going to be good for us because it's going to be really hard to say when 50% of the, uh, the workforce, like the Irish used, like, I'm obviously people know that I, I've descended from the Irish. I'm an American, yeah. but I descended from the Irish that the Irish used that as a means to get out of the gutter. They became cops. They exhibited power. They, you know, used it. It became a very big part of the police profession with bagpipes and, you know, the paddy wagon and all of those things. But there were many more Irishmen that did the work that did it to go. I don't want to keep living in this abject poverty. I want to use resources that I can to grow and become better. Well, now you're starting to see uh, Hispanics and blacks, more of them kind of women are coming into the work. What's Mm going to be the next excuse? Because you're going to get the same results with no money, no training, and nobody wanting to do it and paying people poorly to do the work. So what's going to be the excuse Ness, about why police work isn't happening, why we can't right. catch these? You see, you go back way to our earlier shows when, uh, when one of our guests said, why is it when I see all these problems, the next guy that comes walking out to the, t- to, to the podium to tell us there aren't any really problems is a black police chief. So I was like, yeah, great point, man. You're right. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. You're getting the same product no matter who's doing it, because we've made very little investment in this and don't let the police work. Now, we have to do a better job as a profession of addressing these people that don't live up to the, the to the idea of the badge. But in the same sense, 
we've we've i don't know like you can't pull this all back that quickly when you demonize us that much we retreat and you see this like lack of interest in being in law enforcement because on college campuses a lot of places like why would you want to do that that's awful you know people believe what they're fed you know right well and then you 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 wonder and and i'm sure as more details come about come out about the thing the shooting in new york that there, that those questions always then start coming out. Why, you know, look at all this stuff that this guy was posting. Look at, right, we right. knew that this guy was behaving right. this way. We knew that this guy had multiple police contacts or mental health issues or whatever it was. You know, how, how does it get to that point? And you kind of touched on that about it, it's just like everything else. I mean, you, 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 there's so many of these things, types of things that come out. Mm-hmm. that need to be looked at, but can you catch every one of them? I don't know. I mean, you know, here's what I wonder. Like, this is just anecdotal. And I, and I think like anytime you post anything about COVID and social media, or like we've done a couple of shows on COVID and what we felt about it or what our guests felt about it. When you look at the news feed about, Hey, go back to the show and check this out or look at this, you know, our social media guys are doing a great job by the way. Can't thank them enough. But when you're seeing it out there, you see, let's really learn about COVID. They can flag your post that quick. Right. Right. Why can't they flag the post of a guy that says, I'm going to buy guns to kill black people? Yeah. And if they did, why didn't anybody do anything about it? Why didn't somebody go bang on that guy's door? Or did they? And there's so many rules in place about dealing with people because he's a juvenile and mental health. And then people say, oh, the gun rights thing is things like that. Look, he could have found a car and drove in there and run as many people over. A guy did that at a Christmas parade up in uh, uh yeah, was it Waukesha, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, just like, last year. He used the car and ran over and killed almost as many people. And we didn't, that was in the news for about a week and then it went away. And the thing about it is, this is like, when's the next thing? So stop blaming it on things and start blaming it on the fact that people don't know what to do anymore. I mean, I honestly believe we are so confused as a species right now. Probably one of the most confusing things we have, like, other than maybe when lightning first struck and like, man, fire. <laughs> you know, right. They say the original I'm, fire is still I'm still burning. confused about yeah, that. Still it still is fire. amazing to me. Put that out. That's yeah. it. Put that out. Put that don't, out. don't smoke in bed. You know, that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> uh, I can't put help but smoke in bed. Um, anyway. Uh, well, and so it. now, you know, now you, you know, again, these tragic, terrible events, you've got people. I mean, I, I, I think about it. We, we were just bringing Ryan home from college and I'm, I'm driving and it's a long drive. And I'm just looking at the gas prices and it's like from KU when, yeah. when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're going, when you're going from Illinois away, it's, it's nice. all good. It's nice. And then when you're coming, it usually back, is Then when you're right, that's just, that doesn't even have anything to do with just gas, but, yeah, right. but yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're like, I, I, I got, I got two States away and I, I felt great that right. gas right. was only three ninety nine a gallon right. Right. because it right. was, 479 here and right. then i turn around flip and come back now i'm back here you know a couple of a few days later five dollars and 15 cents here I, I i don't think i honestly don't think gas has ever been that i could ever remember that had ever gotten that high and it literally just jumped another 30 40 cents in the last two days i mean where like where does it stop you go out you work and work and that's more expensive and food is more expensive and maybe I can't take this vacation now for any, you know, look at flights, take a look at flights. If you haven't, you know, it's summertime, people are looking to take vacations, look at airfares. Yeah. They're getting outrageous because guess what? They're paying the same fuel costs too. I mean, they don't just, they can't just absorb that and keep, you know, the $69 flights. And it's why you talk about that with Illinois. We, 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 you know, think about the amount of people they say like leaving California, New York and Illinois is crazy, crazy numbers. I know. Yeah. And again, I'm not making this political. I'm just saying we came from a state where a lot I you're there. Me and Chris left a state that's losing a lot of people. Well, now you come down like you move like we did down here to other places. And they're like, oh, yeah, this house is now almost one hundred thousand dollars more. Like you clear the market and make money. You come down and you're like, but I can't afford a house because if I have a house, my mortgage will be this and my mortgage will be this high. And then I have to pay for gas and I have to pay for gas on top of that. That means my kids have nothing. They have nothing I can do. It's like, you know, the money you spend for travel hockey is not just 
you're spending a lot. People are like you spend a lot of money on hockey, yeah, but it compares nothing to the gas that I have to spend to drive around. <laughs> right. Or if yeah. I try to get it's a, a flight, package deal, if I try to get a flight because COVID's cranking down now, and some states are allowing kids to play hockey, some kids are not. Canada didn't let anybody in to play hockey, and and mm-hmm. it's just like all of those things are interrupted. So now all of these just and this is just a hockey experience that maybe all travel sports are feeling this. The travel sports becomes double in cost because it's like. All right, well, we couldn't go to that tournament because it was canceled and one kid on the team had COVID, so they shut down the entire team so kids couldn't play. This is all very disruptive to people. And then they're like, but to make up for it, we found a tournament that could. It's 200 further miles away and a gas is this or you can get a flight now. You know, do you ever try to get a flight like an hour before you needed to get a flight? Yeah, that's not cheap. It's $1 million. $1 million. And you don't even get a freaking bag of peanuts anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's... And 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 you, you watch people fight about wearing masks on planes and things like that. It's like everything has gotten everybody. Look, I remember sitting in my office back in Illinois when I worked there and the two guys I worked with are great dudes, but they were like, what are you so sideways about with all this COVID stuff? And I was like, it's bullshit, man. And this is what I told them. I said, I was afraid of not COVID as much as shutting everything down and seeing what was going to happen when we tried mm-hmm. to start it all back up. Humans are conditioned to be certain ways. And I'm not saying that like we can't deal with change, but like we've never right. experienced that change, that kind of change in the United States. Our education system, there are long-term effects we've talked about all along and we're starting to see these things every day. A new shooter popping up. You're like, oh, it's the gun rules. Look, guns have been there. They've been there forever. They're not going away because mm-hmm. we come from an area, we worked in an area where they had the strictest gun laws and we had the highest murder rates from handguns. Yeah. Oh, it's in blame it on Indiana or Wisconsin and they're lax like bullshit. It all has to do with choices that people make. Now I'll isolate them, make them confused, don't expose them to a normal education process. Uh, everyone has, solves a lot of their problems mentally with drugs now, like whether it's legal or illegal. And right. and this all goes to crap. Well, and 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 take a soft approach on crime because right. at the same time, you know, pe- right. right. You're like that doesn't that doesn't fit in well with that. Right. You know, we're, and, we're seeing we're seeing what's what's happening with people getting slaps on the wrist with violent crimes and not having uh, uh, cash, cash bonds, cash bail, you know, those types of things that it's, it's not about keeping people down. It's about keeping people safe. And it, right. it, it's about the severity. It's about the severity of, of what it is. When, when you look in Chicago and the number of shootings and carjackings that they have going on there, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And well, that that and that people that are getting charged with some of these crimes are back out and doing it again, right? A very short time later, right? And it's all and it's all COVID's fault. It's not all COVID's fault. I mean, but it is something that, like I said before, an already stretched thin system is now made worse. Like we had prior to COVID, we had the George Floyd riots over the summers, things like that, and some of those people, I, I you know, they we talked about. They have reason to be upset, but a mm-hmm. response to that. And now we shut everything down for a while. It's like, it's all like, this is like reminiscent of, I've said before, and maybe I'll be wrong. This is reminiscent of like how confused the world was before World War I. And you saw what happened there. Like everything was confused. Maps were being driven. Wars are being fought over things that, you know, like the thing that's going on in, in Ukraine. It's all like, we should all be very careful and mindful of what this level of confusion can lend itself to. Because in our past, as as a species, it led to like close to 100 years of barbaric war, you know, aided by machinery and technology that can. I mean, look what this guy did with an M4 in a grocery store. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's just unreal. And, and again, it, it's not. Oh, take away the guns. Well, now that's not the answer either, because it'll be something else. Um, yeah, it's just people I, that are that 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 set on doing those kinds of horrific things. Yeah, they're gonna find a way to do it. They're madmen and then they're evil. Right. Let's just call it. He was a madman at 18 and he was just an evil human being. You, mm-hmm. he, you know why I know that? It's not because I'm making that decision on my own. I'm watching a video or being told about a video that he live streamed that people could see. And somehow, some way, we can catch it for COVID and complaints about that, but we can't catch it for a guy that's broadcasting that he wants to go out and kill a bunch of black people. And then he brought mm-hmm. any life cat. He he was an evil, rotten human being. I'm with a lot of people that say, why is that guy still standing? But justice is justice. And if he comes out with his hands up, we have to take the guy into custody. We have to take the guy into custody. We have mm-hmm. to. 
I mean, that's mm-hmm. how it works. And if you just want us to become like these sheriffs of the old West, like, I mean, that's very nostalgic and romantic to some degree about being an American, but it doesn't work that way anymore. People get like, you're, you're supposed to get a fair trial as disgusting as what that human being did. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it is disgusting as what that guy in the subway did in New York City. And, and 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 horrible things like that need to come with severe consequences. Right. I mean, that's death just, penalty. <laughs> death. penalty. I mean, there's no death penalty to... in New York. That guy's going to live. Pretty comfortably for the rest of his existence, unless somebody in prison tries to kill him, but they won't because they'll isolate the guy. The guy they'll know he'll be a high risk. So they'll mm-hmm. isolate the guy of the fear of a lawsuit of, from somebody anywhere. You know, that guy is going to live for their. He's going to live a normal life. He's going to have food every day, hot plate. You know, he's going to be, yeah. he's mentally ill. It's sad. He'll, they'll try to get him treatment because that's what's provided for, you know, prisoners by and large, not, maybe not successfully, but the bottom line is, is that's what that guy's going to get. And all those people that died, you know, was it over a dozen people died in that mm-hmm. incident? Yeah. Are never going to get to live their dreams. They'll get to fill their moment. There was a police officer that served the city of Buffalo forever. He was a security guard up there and he was gunned down. Like in the process, he stood athwart it, fired at the guy, supposedly hit him. The guy had so much body armor on it didn't work. And he just got lit up with a with an M4. It's like mm-hmm. the good ones go and the bad ones stay. It's like it's really I, mean, I don't want to be like all hope yeah. is lost, but no, no. But it's, it's just like, it just it just ties into what we're talking about. Just what a lot of people are struggling with um, just right now. It just seems to be a tough time with violent acts, with um political stuff and uh, politically motivated uh uh decisions that are being discussed like the roe v wade mm-hmm. and it, it and then you and then you add uh an economy that you, you you i think people were feeling good about coming out of all the lockdown stuff yeah and and here we are paying outrageous prices for things and people worrying about retirement and i can't you know I can't afford to buy to your point. I can't afford to buy a bigger house or a new house, or I can't afford to buy right. a, a new car. I mean, I, I, I turn to live just, a dream and now I can't. Right. I mean, I, I just don't give up. Into, no, 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 don't. I mean, and you know, I just quick, you know, personal story. I, I ran into that car thing not long ago that, you know, uh, my daughter got in a, in a car accident. Luckily mm-hmm. it was not her bad. wasn't her fault, but unfortunately car got totaled. And so the other person's insurance, um, they, they paid us out on the car, but the value of the car that I bought, this is a used car that a high school kid's driving, you know, nothing fancy. Mm -hmm. And I wound up getting well over what I paid for the car Mm -hmm. two years ago because they figure out, you know, current values. And, and even the insurance, the guy from the insurance company was telling me, he's like, well, you're going to, you're probably going to be surprised. Um, how much you're actually going to get for this car. But, but then you turn around and it doesn't really matter because if I have to find a replacement car, that's just as, I mean, that's just as expensive too. It's not, I'm not really, I'm not really gaining anything, but you know, think about somebody who is not, or is being forced to have to be in the market for a car. Maybe it, you know, maybe you had a car and something happened to it or finally broke down, or you don't really have a lot of money for, for cars and transportation. And you're now in the situation of, I have to go out and buy a car. Yeah. It's going to co- it's costing you a small fortune over what it would have cost you a year ago. And when when does that slow down? You know, these these things that are these affect all of us. It doesn't have anything to do with with where you live or politics or any of that stuff. Those are things that are hammering every one of us as everyday people regardless of who you are, what you do for a job, any of that. We're right. all facing that and it's and it's difficult it's and it and it's it it's hurting people that are already struggling maybe now to take that you know to move up that next step in their in their pay or their home or whatever mm-hmm. and, and you know we talked a lot about like obviously things that are bumming everybody out but i think to myself like well then why do we keep getting up and facing the day and how do we go about doing that so what are you doing, Scooter, like with your work? I mean, seriously, like people need to hear like what we're doing to get up and just face in the day and trying to keep them in a better place and creating opportunities. Like 
How do you do it? Like, what is it that motivates you? I mean, I've got my ideas. They've been that way for a while, but they're now they're even more important than ever. What about yours? And I'll explain mine yeah. in a minute here. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, you know, I, I, I like my job. I like what I do. Um, I, I under, I try to keep things in perspective and, and tell myself that there's an ebb and flow in, in, in the country, in, in politics, in, finances in all those things. Um, I, I try to obviously, and make sure that my kids understand that too, that, Hey, you know, sometimes you're going to go through, might go through some tougher financial times. Sometimes you're not. And I've, I've been fortunate that we, you know, we kind of like just in our family, we, we plan for these kinds of, I could not plan for it, but you know, we, we keep ourselves in a position where, we can deal with these kinds of things, you know, as they come and go. Right. And I just try to just try to keep working hard and staying motivated and, and knowing that yes, things might suck right now and everybody's in the same boat, but we're all going to get through this and, and things, you know, they, they will turn around as they always do. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely challenging. I mean, for me, I, I just look at what I've been trying to do for a while and then, to me, it's I realized the more and longer I did it, how important our role is as a profession and how less than serious we often took it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I was always like very adamant about we need to prepare people for this work way sooner and way more like aggressively than we do. And there are like I've said before, there's models out there to do it, like sports, youth sports, things like that. Um, yeah. but you know, we should constantly be striving in, in law enforcement that it's never good enough. It's always, let's do more. Let's try to get better people for it. Let's try to keep working on it. Well, why are you doing that? Nobody really cares. Nobody really asks for that. Well, you know what? Guess what? Nobody knows what to ask for anymore because everything they ask for blows up in their face. So I always say to myself like every day, like I got to get up and face it because if people start just giving up, people that have even a control over a little, little area, you don't understand how much that can impact other people and what you're doing and an example you set. And sometimes you have to be stern. Sometimes you can joke with people about it. But the bottom line is you got to get up every day to me and try to improve our profession to bring people into it, to make them understand that like whatever comes, we're going to have to deal with it first on our own country in our own soil before they go. We've got to call out the military and suspend posse comitatus. The cops are going to lay their lives down in extreme events, like Mm -hmm. to, to stop that from happening. And you know, that's what this is all about. Like the man in Buffalo, the officer in Buffalo that, that gave up his life. Um, like we're going to have to do that a lot. And we have to bring people in that are adept, understand, understand that. Although at times you meet a cop and he's like, yeah, I don't really think he likes me, but I said, anybody, yeah, I might not, you might not even act like I like you, but I do love you because I will die mm-hmm. for you to do what I'm doing. And every day I have to get motivated by that aspect. I have to get motivated by the fact that like, why nobody cares? Why are you doing this? I'm told this every single day. Nobody's right. going to take you seriously. It's like, well, okay, well then I should just give up. I should just give right. up. Yeah. I came down here. Like I could get another job. I could go somewhere else and make even more money than I'm making. I don't want to, I want to keep doing what I'm doing at the place that I'm doing it because I saw the life change it made for me. And you just got to keep plugging forward and find that thing. And honestly, if you're a cop and you can't do that every day, don't give it up. I'd rather yeah. do without you than do with you. Cause if you're just taking up a check to be here to say that you got a job and you can carry a gun, but you've never done anything to prepare yourself for the moment like that officer in Buffalo did that retired officer Buffalo who made the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. And those people Mm -hmm. there and people still passed or tragically were lost because of it. Then think it out, go leave. It's not worth it. It, Like go find something that you can make your little part of the world better. People around you feel better about it. And that's how I I face a day. It's tough at times, man. It's like, I'm like, man, I'm old. I thought retirement was going to be way cooler than this. Like, like way more chill. Yeah. Like, but it's not. Well, well, you are driving a golf car. I was going to say, I am, driving I am a golf tra- car. I am driving a golf car. It is a nice golf cart. It's really nice. But like, and we're not trying to bump people out. I mean, no, that's not, this isn't just been something, we're but this is just, I mean, man. right, right. This You're is people. These, this is what people in our profession, in all professions, are, people are struggling with. So that's, we're just trying to touch on some of those things and touch on some of these bad things that have happened lately that have definitely not done anything to help the human condition. Um, but, but, but everybody's dealing with it. And, and one of the things that we've talked about before is it, when, when we talk about mental health related stuff, 
and and it applies in in this this current times as well. If if there's mm-hmm. people that are struggling out there that you know need some extra attention or some help or you, you, something like that, reach out to those people, help them out. You know, I mean, everybody's in this same boat, and uh, you know, you'd be you'd be surprised. We do it quite a bit in our profession, just because it's right. the nature of our profession right. is right. dealing with people that are having difficult times a lot of time. But if it's not part of it and it's maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's, right. you know, whoever, you know, see what and you can fr- do to help them and out. And friends aren't just there for only the good times. Friends have to be there for the tough times. Now, this is corny stuff, but like we got a lot of people, they, they have the saying, I'm my brother's keeper. Well, a keeper isn't somebody that's always going to agree with you. That's always going to be there no matter what. That's always going to support every decision you ever made. A keeper is like, hey, man, you're blowing it. You need to get your shit together. And you need yeah. to fix it. And, and right. this is a problem. And you stand to lose a lot more than just me as a friend if you don't. And some of those conversations that people have, whether you know, it's as much as a conversation or it's maybe an actual smack in the face. And I'm not promoting violence here, but like I'm not saying a literal smack in the face, but right. something that smacks you in the face, like somebody gets up and leaves or says, I'm done. We're not we're, we're not doing this anymore. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it can be helpful. You are your brother's keeper when you see something that could lead to bad behavior. Do something to address it. Get out in front of it. Tell a person you care about them. Not because, hey, man, I'm here for you. Anything you want. No, it's not anything you want. We're going to work on this together. And, 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 and that's what I think maybe we need a little bit more of in our society. And it's not like tough love or anything. It's just like reality. Right. And uh, that being said, if you got anything for us, please reach out to us. Like we always ask, uh, you know, if you want to get a hold of us uh, through email, that's probably the best way. We ask all of our listeners to give us some feedback, good, bad, or others. Um, it's three cops at gmail.com. That's the number three cops talk at gmail.com. We'll get that information and respond back to you as quickly as we can. If you want to listen to our podcast, obviously go to Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are three cops talk. There's episode 79, which is when this will be. We're almost at 80, mm-hmm. almost, almost at there. 80, which is kind of nice. Almost there. Um, almost there. Um, 80 is a big mile. From what I understand, everything's a big mile you know, a mile marker in, in podcasting. And I hear 80 is right. it. Like 80 means you've achieved, you're there. At the top, the summit. We're gonna have we're gonna have a like a, a small party. Well, it's a very small, but, party. but it's right, gotta be right. like a Zoom party, right. right? Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be those those flautas. I've asked for flautas numerous <laughs> times. No. Anyway, right. um, but listen to us at <laughs> www3copstalk.com. It's www3 the number three copstalk.com, and we hope you have a good week and maybe you can find some inspiration from all this bitching that we made today. And uh, <laughs> right. Please Let's be end safe on a positive. And be your brother's <laughs> keeper. See you soon. Take care.